This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Wait, we're so excited. Today, we have one of our favorite people. You probably (laughs) follow her if you're cool. Um, So you probably (laughs) already know who we're talking about. Today, we are here with um, Jamie Zuckerman. She's a psychiatrist. She's a psychologist. She's a PsyD. She practices outside of Philadelphia. She has an incredible Instagram page. If you do not follow her, you have to. It's Dr. Z underscore psychologist. Um, We're going to post her in all of our Instagram stories as well so you can find her. Um, But Dr. Jamie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. (laughs) Wait, we were connected like a year ago. Yes. started talking like over social media, but we're not that far from each other and we just love you. I love you guys. <laughs> How are you? So tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So um, I am a clinical psychologist and I have a practice outside of Philadelphia in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Um, I see adults 18 and older and I work primarily with anxiety disorders, mood disorders, relationship issues, and um, psychological symptoms associated with medical illnesses. Uh, So I do a lot of work with the Epilepsy Foundation um, and I tend to see a lot of neurological patients that are having difficulties coping and adjusting. Um, That is because for many years ago, I worked in a neurology office. So I kind of got in that way, but generally speaking, um, adults with everyday anxiety and depressive disorders, a lot of college kids in the area I see 
Uh, so that's, yeah, that's what I do you were when I'm not quarantined. Yeah, and we, I was just going to say, we were just talking about how every therapist and psychologist we know is booked up right now. Yes. To, to, we, there's so much stress. Beyond, yes. Beyond, <laughs> right? So like whether you're at home with your kids or whether your kids are in school and stress or whether you don't have kids and you're isolated, like I don't think that there is like any part of the spectrum that you are not totally overwhelmed and stressed right now. Correct. I agree. I agree. I think everybody is at their, everybody's at their limit. And I think if they're not at their limit, that is more of the issue <laughs> than if they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and one of the things I love about you and your social media is you're also very, very real, especially yeah. when you talk about like everything in your experience with motherhood. You, first of all, are hilarious, but also <laughs> just so genuine about like how fucking hard it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't sugarcoat it at all. Um, it's, 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 it has been since last March, it has been, I told you, it's been a total shit show. It's a logistical nightmare. Kids, no kids. It doesn't matter. Um, job, no job. Just the, the fact that the world as we know it is completely different. That is so unsettling. It's like this existential crisis that everybody's going through. Mm -hmm. And when you really sit and think about it, 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 it gives you a lot of panic. So it, it's just everything about it is unsettling. Yeah. You know, there's really not one aspect about it that isn't. It's so, you know, it very much fits with our vibe because this is all about like us being authentic and helping normalize people's experience. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you were like the perfect person to bring on to talk <laughs> uh -huh. about Thank this you. topic because so what we wanted to talk about today um, is narcissistic personality disorder. Which we want to talk to you about because you had put up an Instagram story a while ago and I watch people over and over again ask you about this. Like, as soon as you put out that Instagram story, everyone, like, could not help themselves. It's a hot topic. It I was know. so, so I want to start with, why do you think that is? What is it about narcissistic personality disorder that people are just mm -hmm. so curious about? So I think there's two things. One is, I think a lot of people are, um, misled by what narcissistic personality disorder is. And so I'll go through the difference between that and somebody who's narcissistic mm -hmm. or who has narcissistic traits. Um, I think a lot of people have difficult relationships. And I think when people hear the behaviors of someone with narcissistic personality disorder, it gives them something to hang their hat on to say, oh my God, my significant other, he did this. He was such an ass. He has this. And so a lot of times we label people with that disorder when that's not what they have. People can just be assholes in relationships without having a personality disorder. You can have two people that just do not get along and bring out the worst in each other and not have a personality disorder. I think sometimes what people do is instead of kind of looking within the relationship, they just kind of label the other person as this, which makes it easier for them to process the breakup or process the drama that's in the relationship. Somebody with true narcissistic personality disorder, there is no guessing. It, it is like blinking, blinding lights. They won't have to ask me is this person this? It's it's just, it's glaring. And so I think 
the other reason why people are so so fascinated by it is when you've been with someone who has a true narcissistic personality disorder it is so traumatizing and a lot of people are not aware of it and aware of the behaviors until they're out of it and so when they see a story and they see all those symptoms and they see it objectively and they realize there's a pattern to it oh my gosh this is a disorder other people have this i'm not alone i'm not crazy they gravitate toward it because it, it validates so much of of what they've been through and it makes them not feel crazy because they leave these relationships feeling crazy mm-hmm. um and so, then really, so these general, terms get sort of interchanged yes Right. And so people sort of use them and they're just kind of throwing them about. So there is a bit of a overly misdiagnosis here. I think people do a lot of things. Like, you know how people will use, oh, I'm so OCD about this, right? Like that it's, right. I cringe. I cringe. Uh, Yes. Right. It's used in, it's, I feel like there's so many disorders that are are misused as a way of communicating about people's behaviors. Yes. I 100% agree. And I, I, the way I tell people to look at narcissistic personality disorders on a continuum And, you know, you'll find people that tend to, let's say, own their own businesses or high up CEOs or tend to be um, leaders of some sort. They're going to have more narcissistic traits than other people. But that doesn't mean that they have narcissistic personality disorder. And there are certain situations where your narcissism buttons are turned, you know, buttons are turned higher than in others because it's constantly fluctuating. Somebody with a personality disorder, there is no fluctuating. It, it is extremely rigid, rule governs. There's no wavering. It is what it is. There's no awareness. There's no insight. There's no nothing. So um, people can be narcissistic. Yes. It does not mean they have a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. That's real. I think that's really important. And I'm sure we'll keep touching on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does help people. I think just in general, as we try to understand people, um, or just things that that it's it's easy for us to put people in categories in order yeah. to gain a better understanding of who they are. And so mm-hmm. it's easier for people to understand if they're like, okay, I'm going to put you in this category. Um, but then we start seeing all of their behaviors in that context, which can also hurt our relationship with them. Exactly. Uh, to keep us from having any sort of empathy that it's like, oh, mm. well, they're narcissists and that's why they do right. Right. Um, and then they don't have to do the, the, the work that's involved or they don't have to not that it's there, I don't mean it that it's there, but there's no, there's, they don't have to pay attention to any types of patterns or anything like that. It's just them. It's the like, other I person. have no control over this situation. It's you. Right. Right. And so, so I think it would be helpful. Tell us, you can give us an overview about what narcissistic personality, personality disorder is mm-hmm. uh, and how maybe that looks different from people who just have narcissistic traits. Sure. So one of the biggest things is people with narcissistic personality disorder, it is a pervasive style of interacting, a very maladaptive pervasive style of interacting with people in every domain of your world. So let's say somebody can function as a narcissist or be narcissistic more so, let's say at work when they're in a meeting, if they're the CEO of a company, but when they come home and they're with their kids or they're with their significant other, they're different. Someone with narcissistic personality disorder is not going to have that fluctuation. They are who they are across every single domain in their life. It's pervasive. They can't turn it on and off. Um, they are extremely manipulative. 
they will do whatever they need to do to get whatever it is they want with no remorse. Yes, they know exactly what they're doing. And that's something that people have a lot of difficulty hearing. I posted something about that the other day and I got a lot of screaming DMs at me. Mm. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Period. End mm-hmm. of story. Mm-hmm. Because their behaviors are so outlandish and because the manipulation and the abuse is so just crazy making, you think that there's no way this person could know what they're doing, but they do. Wow. It's very calculated. Um, they are very good at making somebody feel like their reality is wrong. So it's a concept called, called gaslighting, let's say. And, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but yep. let's say, um, you know, they're very good at purposely missing important events in your life. So let's say they, they forget your birthday, right? We know they didn't forget your birthday, but they forget your birthday and you get really upset and you start crying. And somehow all of a sudden it's turned around into you're so emotional. This is why I didn't remember your birthday because it's nothing I do is good enough. And before you know it, you're there defending yourself, somehow getting sucked into this as if, oh, sorry, there, as if, <laughs> as if it's your, as if it's your fault, um, and you start to question your reality. Well, maybe it is my fault. Maybe I did do something wrong. Maybe I, maybe I did deserve for him to hit me or I did deserve, you know, for, for them to cheat on me because I, I, I wouldn't have sex with them every single day that they wanted to. So there's a lot of convincing you that your reality is wrong. Uh, there's a lot of manipulation to make you stay. So in the beginning of a relationship with someone who's a narcissist, you will see what's called love bombing, where they will charm you and, and just gifts. And they've never met anyone like this. If the word soulmate is tossed around within the first two months of dating, that is a red flag. Um, you know, you want to watch how they speak to waiters and waitresses. Are they condescending? Um, are they condescending to people in retail stores? If you feel like this is too good to be true and it's like you're on cloud nine and it's moving really fast, be very mindful and be very aware because a lot of times that could be what's called love bombing where they will suck you in. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing, (laughs) it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. 
Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. Tend to target people that are a little bit more dependent, who are very okay with putting their needs second. It's, it's a very toxic pattern that dependent narcissistic um, dynamic and very hard to break. So they will suck you in. And once they have you, they start to devalue you and it comes very quickly. All of a sudden things are great. And then out of nowhere, literally, and this is why it's crazy making out of nowhere, the breakfast you've been making them for the last three months, all of a sudden, is disgusting and horrible. And it's a massive fight and you're scrambling to figure out how to make breakfast differently, but then the next day it's good again. Mm. You don't know what is happening and then you may just get the silent treatment for no reason. And you're struggling to figure out, figure out why and then all of a sudden it just stops. So it's, it, it, it really, um, it's like walking on eggshells, you never know what you're gonna get and it's very difficult to get out of. Um, it, it really is a very toxic, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. there, is no, um, there is no other way that they will ever be. They will never change. They may go to therapy if it's court mandated or they're going because of substance abuse, but they will never work on themselves. Mm -hmm. They just won't because in order to do that, they have to look at the part that they're trying to compensate for their whole life. They just won't go there. And so people always say, well, will they ever change? No, they will never change. That is just like blanket statement. <laughs> totally. And I think that that in general is really hard for people to hear. Yes. That Very. They will never yeah. change. And so, but because you they're referring back to that love bombing stage yeah. and they're, it's like, it's, it's like a drug. You're trying it used to, to get that so first good. high. 
Yeah, right. It used, and you're trying to chase that high, but you're never going to get it because it wasn't real to begin with. Yeah. The love bombing was a strategy to get you sucked in. It wasn't real. Right. And so and you'll never get that again. You mentioned um, that they'll never really address kind of what's underlying it and what they're overcompensating for. Can you speak to that a bit? Sure. So a lot of times people with narcissistic personality disorder, and this, this, there's variations of this, but I'll just kind of give an overview usually come from some sort of upper. So it's not, it's not genetic. Um, it's a learned style of behavior of interacting with the world. Um, medication does not touch this, maybe the mood lability, but medications do not fix personality disorders. So one of two things happens, either you grow up in an environment where you are the golden child, you can do no wrong. There are zero consequences for your actions. And as you become an adult, you still live by those rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you never adjust it to, to anything outside of that. The alternative is growing up in an environment where you were berated. You were told you were worthless. You were less than human. Everything you did was subpar. You were never good enough. You'll never be good enough. Um, you're not smart enough. You're not attractive enough. And just really beat you down. And so that person will either continue to believe that, right, and become very insecure and dependent um, and put their needs second and think they don't matter, or they overcompensate for that, which is the other end of the spectrum, which is, is the narcissistic part. So they overcompensate for that. They make themselves kind of this godlike, I, you know, I'm the best, you, everything I say is the right way. I'm going to manipulate you instead of everybody always manipulating me. I'm going to take charge instead of letting somebody take charge of me. Um, and it becomes this really toxic pattern. So mm-hmm. those are kind of how they, they come to, to be. Mm-hmm. Um, usually at the core, it's some sort of um, not feeling like you are a good person to your core. So they overcompensate for that. You know, there's, so like I said, we, when our, our poor dear Nikki put this on Instagram, she was not prepared for the massive amounts of <laughs> questions that were going to come in, <laughs> which we had to dig through. And it's interesting because a lot of them were ones of people wanting us to diagnose, specifically a very popular yeah. political figure. Everyone wants, my charger. <laughs> everyone wants to know, right? Mm-hmm. It's, Trump a narcissist, a so-and-so a narcissist, whoever's mm-hmm. And what everyone has to remember is that we can't diagnose anyone that's not in our room. Correct. So we can't sit here and give a diagnosis. And that's what everyone wants to know, right? Because everyone Correct. thinks if I can make sense of this, then somebody is. So instead, we're going to talk around that. Because um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. Yep. But let me ask you this. So so I'm going to just pull out a few of our listener questions because we sure. want to get to some of it. And some of them are very interesting. A lot of people wanted to know, is NPD genetic? No. No. You just said it comes from a nurtured environment of where Correct. it is. Right now, if we were looking at bipolar, depression, schizophrenia, schizophrenia, ADHD, those are all genetic. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, so a lot of those disorders, you know, they, they can be um, behavior pattern linked. They can be genetic and they can be both personality disorders. There is no genetic component to that. I think, okay. I think this is a really good question. 
can a narcissist have a truly meaningful relationship or is everything manipulation? They cannot have a meaningful relationship. Everything is manipulated. Amazing. <laughs> I like that you just answer it. I know, me too. Like, don't even dance around it. <laughs> well, because, because I think when people ask these questions, they're asking with this grain of hope. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I normally would never answer that abruptly, but with this, it's, it's kind of like the more you try to hope to find something that can fix them, you're, you're, all you're doing is, is recycling that pattern of the fixer that you've been this whole time anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're asking those questions, you're asking it because you, you want to be able to do something to make the relationship better, but there is no better. And the, the better was the love bombing stage. And that wasn't real. It was a strategy to get what they needed. Mm -hmm. So, and you mentioned, so you mentioned love bombing. Do you, are there any other, like, what would you say the most common signs of narcissistic personality disorder are? Um, I think it de depends on the stage of the relationship. So in the beginning of the relationship, it's going to be all consuming, a million phone calls, dates, gifts. I love yous very quickly, moving in very fast, quick engagements. Um, like again, so the word soulmates being tossed around, um, just really kind of getting you in there. Um, then depending on when that, when they get the person, then you get this kind of intermittent devaluing, which is, um, just for the winds blowing West and it's a Tuesday and all of a sudden, you know, you're a terrible human being and you're ugly. Mm. <laughs> you know, and then tomorrow you're beautiful. And so it, it's very, um, it, it's a lot of intermittent um, insults and then love bombing and then insults and love bombing. The other thing that's a red flag for narcissistic personality disorder is um, you, is the, is the manipulation is, is kind of this, which you may not know until you figure it out but they will manipulate whatever they can to get what they need. It doesn't matter. They'll do whatever it takes. Um, they'll lie. Um, they will cheat. Majority of narcissistic personality disorder, they will cheat because they are entitled to have multiple partners. Mm -hmm. Period. They, it's, it's, why would they limit themselves? Mm -hmm. So... Um, there's a lot of infidelity. There is a lot of substance abuse. Um, there is a lot of mismanaged finances, um, because again, rules don't apply to them so they can spend however they want. Um, there's physical abuse for sure. Uh, a lot of anger problems. Um, I, I wouldn't say there's one big red flag. It's kind of a culmination of these little things and you have to know what to look for. But I will say this, that once, and I see this with my patients and I, and I see this just in general, once somebody figures out what I like to call the blueprint of someone with narcissistic personality disorder, you can't ever unsee it. You'll be able to predict their next steps and you'll realize how not unique their quote uniqueness is. Mm. And when you get to that point, it's extremely empowering because then, then you kind of sit back and you're like, I know exactly what he's going to do. And you kind of can 
one day hopefully laugh at it and say, oh my God, that's so predictable. Of course, that's what you're going to do. And so you can then prepare a little bit differently behaviorally for how you're going to respond to them. Which which must be amazing for people with your co-parenting. Yeah. Right, yes. so like this co-parenting yes. must end up being a really, really important factor of yes. how to best function for yourself and for your children and work yes. together. And yes, to, I can imagine too. Then you start to depersonalize it in a lot of ways, right? Like, you correct. I'm not. I'm not bad. Right. Yeah. Like yes. they're they're they create right. personality disorder, and so like them trying to devalue me. No long. I no longer. It take doesn't them. work doesn't work it doesn't work and and as soon as that happens they've lost all power and control over you what will happen they will so a couple things happen then they will try to love bomb again to try to suck you back in but you know what they're doing this time you know their pattern and this can take years um or they will just drop you because they're they're done with you you serve no purpose to them anymore And they just, they discard you literally and truly they discard you. Um, If you end it with them and you bruise their ego, you can get a lot of um, angry text messages, hundreds of text messages showing up at the house, um, raging arguments, um, you know, throwing things. It can get, it can get violent. So, you know, people always say he's such an ass. Why can't she leave him or why can't he leave her? Part of that is a lot of them are, are scared for their safety, physically, their safety, um, or what they'll do to them, you know, financially and the manipulation that they have over them. But once you're past that and they realize they cannot hurt you anymore, there is nothing left for them to do anymore. You, you've, you've, you've figured them out and now you know them and that is their worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. So chances are um, when that really happens, it's kind of like you're, you're kind of free now. Yeah. Now, a few people had some questions about like, what's the impact of having a parent with narcissistic personality disorder? And yeah. I think a lot of people also had some questions about like, what do you do with co-parenting with someone with NPD? So I can speak to the, to the, what do you do if, if you, as an adult child with a parent, yes, yeah. the co-parenting, I don't do parenting work. Um, so I can't really speak speak to that, but I can say that just generally speaking, co-parenting with someone who has that personality disorder will never be easy. Um, and I think you need to go into it knowing it's ne- it's never going to be easy. Um, but once you figure it's more, out- It's more about survival. <laughs> it's survival, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be survival. It can be, um, it's almost like playing chess Mm. because once you figure out what their deal is you know how they're going to predict to x y and z if you say can i have them on this day you know what they're going to say you know when they're going to say so you figure out ways of how to get what you need by kind of manipulating them because Mm. you know their deal Mm. and they won't think you know their deal because they're too good for that that you no one no one's going to ever know their deal so um co-parenting would definitely be difficult but um there's ways to, to get what you need from that without the other person getting better. 
I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Um, as far as having a parent who is a narcissist, um, yeah, it's a very difficult upbringing. It's, 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 you are viewed as an extension of your parent. You do not exist separate from them. So their likes are your likes, your, their interests are your interests, interests. You will have an extremely hard time if you are even aware that it's an option to individualize yourself from them. You know, most parents, we, we raise our kids one day so that they can leave us, right? which is horrible, you know, it makes me sad to think about it, but we do it because that's what they need. Whereas when you have a narcissistic parent, your child individualizing themselves from you serves no benefit to you. So why, why would you don't want that? Because it's all about how they can give to you what they can provide for you, how they can help you or, or, or make you look good. So it, it, you kind of, the children ends up feeling like they are simply that just an extension of parent. They are not, they can't make their own choices and the choices they think they are making are really the the parent's voice kind of telling them what to do. Um, So it's hard for them to separate or you have the opposite where they're treated as, you know, the golden child. Nothing they do is ever wrong um, because it makes the narcissistic parent look 
like a fabulous parent. Mm. Mm. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I also thought this one was really interesting. Can someone develop NPD as an adult or does it always have to start in childhood? It'll start in childhood. Yeah. What may happen is- I love it. I just, I'm just like so obsessed with you because you because so many people come on and it's like this whole convoluted answer and it's like so sure and you're like, no. No. And I, you know what? I appreciate that in a woman. I really appreciate direct to the fucking point. Like, I'm not going to waste your goddamn time. I like that in my therapist. Thank you. You got any openings? Is there, if there's any gray area with narcissistic personality disorder, you're sucked in it. Yeah. There is no gray area with this, right? And yeah. so um, what can happen, let's say, is let's say as an adult, you experience a traumatic event. That can absolutely affect your personality style. And you may develop coping strategies that make you look like, you know, you're narcissistic as a way to protect yourself from, you know, the, the trauma that happens or future traumas. But but that's more of a trauma response, whereas it's not necessarily pervasive across your whole life. Um, NPD starts way younger because the, the, the foundation of it is, is, is a toxic upbringing or toxic dynamic. It's so interesting now that I'm looking at some of these questions, like I know exactly how you're going to answer. For example, <laughs> if you're in a relationship with someone who has NPD, how do you communicate that they've hurt you and actually make progress on those situations? I'm ready for it. You can. They don't care that they hurt you. <laughs> which is so, um, which is, which, and like, take a minute to hear that. Yeah. Right? Like they don't yeah. care that they hurt you. Like they, they, they don't care. And listen, I'm a psychologist. I, I want nothing more than for people to get along in relationships. Yeah. Right. I'm not this, like, you know, bitter and, you know, <laughs> hate men. They all suck. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really is that cut and dry with this from the outside. When you're in it, it you, I mean, you don't know which end is up. You feel like a shell of your former self. You have no idea who you are. You, your identity has been sucked away from you years ago. So you're also scared to leave because you don't, you have no idea what what even flavor ice cream you like anymore because you've been told for so long that you like this. So you don't even know anymore, but um, they don't care that they're hurting you. Yes, they know they're hurting you. When you cry or you get angry, you're giving them fuel. They're getting a reaction from you, which is the only reason why they pissed you off or did something rude in the first place. Um, they will not get help, but if they do quote, get help by going with you to therapy, really, it's probably the only, first of all, they'll never, well, I guess it depends on the therapist. Like when I've had people bring their partners in once in a while that have narcissistic personality disorder, they absolutely hate me and they never come back Mm -hmm. because I don't let them budge because I know exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, and then they'll start the, you know, they'll start first to see what they can get. When they realize they can't get anywhere with me, then they start with the, you know, subtle digs here and there. And, you know, um, but they, they don't want the relationship to get better because then they lose control over you. As long as they are, are, as long as you're constantly trying to figure out how to make the relationship better, they have control over you. They'll never lose that. How do you see them trying to manipulate the therapy process? 
Yeah, so this is fun. Um, <laughs> that's, that's why I was like, we should definitely talk about this. This is fun. So um, they'll come in and they will sit down and, you know, they'll start telling me their view of the relationship. And I'll start kind of slowly pulling some things out that have a common denominator or a common theme to them to kind of gently start to lay it out on the table. And then they, you see them start to get a little bit more, um, not aggressive, but a little bit more direct. And then I kind of hold up a figurative mirror in front of them. Um, and that's when they start getting very angry, you know, well, you know, do you even, do you even work in this capacity? Like how long have you been practicing for? And, you know, I look really young. So, so, you know, you look like you're 12 years old and, you know, what do you know? And, you know, and, and just anything that they can do. Go after your credentials, anything. Exactly. To, to, to not level the playing field, but to gain control over the situation. They can do that with their significant other. They can't do that with somebody who is well-versed in what they're doing. Cause I already, I already know their next step. I know what they're going to do. Um, so that's, that's how they try to manipulate it. When you have a therapist or a psychiatrist who is not well-versed in the nuances of this, they can easily get swayed because there is no one better at manipulating someone than someone with narcissistic personality disorder. Well, especially like young, like, like newer oh, yeah. field therapists, if yes. you have a green yes. therapist, you already, I mean, that's Forget like another it. thing. This is such a unique field because there's people that are in this field until they're 80, 90 years old. Right. So you come yeah, into 90. the, I don't know. I miss, you don't think people practice there in nineties? Probably do. Probably. Your grandfather. That's true. Your, how old's your grandfather? I think I actually. Yeah. <laughs> he's ninety-seven, but he's not seeing. He, oh my but, god! But, you but, went, but he went pretty late. Pretty late. Yeah, right. So I mean, so this is a very unique field that like people, a lot of people, people don't retire at 50, 60 years old in this field. People keep going for a very long time. So if you come into this field in your 20s, you already have so much imposter syndrome. You already are so like needing to work up confidence. That is a perfect person to go after. Oh God. I mean, it's made. They will charm you. They will tell you how amazing you are at therapy. You're the best. Here's the thing. If you ever have somebody come in and they say after one session, you are the best therapist I have ever had. (laughs) And you say, well, how many, how you know, in part of their evaluation, how many other therapists have you seen? And they're like, well, and they list about like 10 that they've seen in the last two years. And all of the reasons why they stopped seeing them was because of the therapist. Yes, of course. Yes. That's a red flag. I mean, yeah. at, at some point they will hate you too. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, for a new therapist, that sounds amazing and great, but that is a red flag in therapy. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, I know we're getting toward the end of our time. There's so many questions. So many questions. Um, I don't know. A lot of people had a lot of questions about this, but I would like, fuck the questions. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get rid of these really fast. They're pointless. Um, I'm just wondering what would be your thoughts about how to best take care of yourself at the end of the relationship. That's what I want to know is how, what is the next move for healing besides getting a fabulous mm-hmm. therapist? Oh, wait, can I, can I mm-hmm. jump in real quick? Yes. Yeah. Before we ask that. Oh, sorry. Okay. How 
if you realize from this episode or just in general that you're in a relationship with someone who has narcissistic personality disorder, how do you get out of the relationship? Mm -hmm. So you definitely need to start gathering support outside of the relationship because chances are over the years, they have disconnected you from your social network. So like, oh, Jamie, your friend, Jamie, mm, I don't really trust her. There's something off with her. And then before you know it, they're putting thoughts in your head. You can't trust Jamie. So you cut off from Jamie and your mom, I, your mom controls you. I don't like what she's doing. She puts thoughts in your So then you're just going to mom. So by the time you want to leave, you have no support network. So you really need to start to first rebuild that because you're going to need people outside the relationship who have an objective view because your view of the relationship is going to be completely just off. Your perception is going to be off. So the first thing to do is, is really to gain support from outside. If you're married, um, you get an attorney ASAP. Um, figure out where your finances are. Really kind of logical things, but emotionally get the support outside, get a, a therapist that knows about the nuances of this. Um, you you want to make sure that you kind of stick to your plan because it's going to be very easy to get manipulated out of it. So you want to make sure that you really follow the plan that you have in place because it, it's like I said, it, before you know it, you're sucked back in. Totally. So you be very mindful of that. Okay. And Emily, now you're Oh, so then my question is this, and then, all right. So you did this, you set up your support system, you take care of yourself mm -hmm. and thinking you get a good therapist, right? You start to get your plan. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts about next step for healing? What would you say? I think there's a lot of ways that you could listen to this episode and think, oh man, I am so fucked, but we believe that there's hope. Once with everything. you're out of the relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um, so once you're out of the relationship, I a hundred percent therapy because not only do you need to be able to learn the red flags so that you do not get into this again, but you also have to kind of figure out your whole sense of self and self-identity again, because it's, it's, I don't like to say it's gone, but it's really, really deeply hidden and you really have to find it again. I mean, you don't even know what your taste in music is. You don't even, you don't know really who you are anymore. You are a shell of your former self. So you need to rebuild that sense of self and, and do a lot of kind of just work on um, boundaries and um, your perception of yourself in relation to the world. There's going to be a lot of trust issues. There's going to be a lot of trauma. Um, you, you really need to just start kind of working on that sense of self because without that, you, as you guys know, you can't really do much if you're empty in here. And narcissists do a really good job of, of emptying you out. They yeah. take all your fuel. They like suck it out of you. So you need to get it back. All right. I think that's the, that's the first step. Dr. Jamie, you're amazing. This was <laughs> so wonderful. And I think it's going to help so many people yes they really do even to differentiate possibly the person in your life you've been calling a narcissist is actually not a narcissist right. and now you're going to be able to relabel that and that might seem overwhelming and scary but it allows you to relabel it and understand it at a deeper level as and opposed to just yeah yes it because is a good that means, thing 
because that means they have awareness and they have yeah. insight, which means they're capable of change. Yeah. So, so you'd almost rather them be just an asshole, you know, or <laughs> yes. have commitment issues yeah. because they can work on that because yes. they have insight. It's, it's when they're on the personality sort of end of things that, that there is, you can't go there is no, world. no, mm -mm. absolutely. the only place to go is out. Yeah. <laughs> Leave. It's time to absolutely. go. Absolutely. So, okay. So where can everyone find you in your amaziness? Uh, <laughs> so um, my website is drjamiezuckerman.com and on Instagram, Dr. or Dr. Period Z underscore psychologist. And we will link all that information as well. So you could all contact oh, Dr. Jamie, my, one of my favorite people in the whole world Thank now. You. Thank <laughs> you for coming on Trick Chicks. Thanks Thank for being you. with us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts? We're gonna uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.